Parashat Mishpatim, as you know, uh, all talks about a lot of financial halachas. So there are many of our halachas of Chayshim Mishpat, the financial law, the whole Chayalik Shulchan Aruch, come from this week's parsha. So let me ask you an interesting question. You know, we as Jews have a very different way of life, right? We do, we have so many mitzvahs that say that define us and shape our culture, that shape our life. There's davening, there's mezuzah, there's tulin, there's tzitzah, brachas, kiddush, shabbos, yantav, sukkah, matzah, right? So on and so forth. Jews are Jews, right? They're very, very easily recognizable. Uh, our education, our children's life, our food, it's uniquely and exclusively Jewish. But how about the way we do business? Is that something which is uh, exclusively Jewish, uniquely Jewish? Can anyone point a, f- a finger at the way we do business and we say, ah, they're Orthodox Jews, that's how they do things, and I'm not referring to the fact that we take off every Friday Shabbos <laughs> and Yantiv, which is one way that they could point at us. But besides that, is there any other way in the way we conduct our business that they say, okay, yeah, that's a Jewish way of doing business? Now, what's pretty funny is that there is a book. There's a book called The Jewish Way of Doing Business, but... <laughs> it's written by a Japanese guy. It's not uh, not about Jewish ethics. Let me tell you, it's uh, that's that's not what he's talking about. So, is there? It seems like perhaps we do need to work on that front of creating a Jewish way of uh, of doing business. And the, the the real correct answer is is that there is there actually is. If we would be educated and know what it says in Chayshim Mishpat, a Jew doing business would be very, very recognizable, be very, very different. Let me give you a couple examples. The Gemara relates a story. It's a well-known story about a Tana named Abba Chilkiah. So he was a very big tzaddik, even among the Tanoim, and his grandson of Rechnina ben Daisa. So one time, Kal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, they needed rain, and the Tfilas weren't being answered. So the Chachamim, they sent the delegation to Abba Chilkiah, to Dam for them. They looked for him in his house, he wasn't there, so they went to his place of work, the field. Now, he didn't own the field, he worked for someone else, he was hired, and uh, he was working. So they approached him, and they said, Shalom Aleichem, and he ignored them. Uh, he turned the other way. Uh, so they watched him, they waited until he finished working, he gathered up some firewood, and he removed his jacket that he was wearing, and he put the firework on his, the firewood on his bare shoulder. The Gemara goes on to relate many interesting things that he did. And finally, he davened before the Rabbana could even get a chance to ask him because he anticipated what they were coming to ask him and it started raining immediately. So when they asked him what they wanted, they said, oh yeah, look, Hashem already answered your tefillahs, you don't need my tefillahs, which was an act of humility. So then the Gemara says they asked him to explain why he did what he did. Why didn't you answer us when we said Shalom Aleichem? He said, well, I'm working for someone. I can't answer you because that would distract me from my work. It would be stealing from my employer who's paying my wages. And the jacket that I'm wearing is not mine. It's borrowed. And I never got permission to put wood on it. So I took it off in order to put the wood on my bare shoulder. So that is a Jewish way of doing business. And this, even though it's tell, told about Abba Chilkiah, who obviously was a big tzaddik and was doing Lefnim Meshur Sadin, these are things that say, actually say in Shulchan Aruch. It's not really Lefnim Meshur Sadin. Uh, it says this concept, I mean, that you're, it says you're really not allowed to daven a whole Shemana Esrei if you're employed by someone else. You need to daven a shortened version, uh, the Havinenu version. And uh, Shulchan Aruch has all different kinds of things that it says you can't do while you're working because you're being paid by the hour and you can't take off. Now, Shulchan Aruch itself then says that nowadays uh, employers aren't so makbid. Uh, certainly nowadays, it's not a great business environment if they would be so like on top of us. So that's true, but it's not always true that everything that we take off for is things that our employers would be okay with. And these are things that it says, says in Shulchan Aruch. 
Um, it says, for example, that a teacher or a rabbi may not stay up late at night. Uh, he can't even change his eating habits because it's going to compromise his work during the day. So, in other words, it's not just, it talks about a rabbi, but it's not limited to a rabbi. It means a person can't moonlight. He can't have six jobs because, by definition, it's going to affect their performance in their other jobs. They would need to get permission. They would need to get permission from their employer to be able to do that. And I find this is this is funny, but I, I find that uh, lately I, I, I've been more involved in these halachas and I've spoken to people call me. Um, and more often than not, when people call, they call as if they're asking for advice, not if they're asking what's the halacha. Uh, people call and they, they say, you know, am I allowed to quit? Do I have to take this job? Do I have to back out? Um, and they're more asking, like, how should I deal with my boss? And sometimes they say, okay, you know what, let's first see what's the halacha. And then we'll talk about, what, you know, what you have to do with your boss. It's almost an assumption that, like, in Chayish and Mishpat, like, as if these things aren't so... Are, there aren't halachas as there's halachas with uh, milk and meat and kosher and all uh, kashras and treif and Shabbos. That there are. Uh, there are halachas governing every step of financial law the same way there are halachas governing every step of kashras and every step of Shabbos and Yantiv. Uh, and the, the shame is just that we're not educated. And when I say we're not educated, I actually mean men and women. <laughs> there is no very little education when it comes to financial law. What Even just some basic expectations, like what I just mentioned. Uh, we know the story, but there's, there's a lot to be learned about expectations and, and, and you know, being an honest worker, being a reliable worker, keeping your word, um, not quitting, not, 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 not backing out, and then... Uh, there's halachas by Hashavah Aveda and, and all kinds of, you know, there, there, there's multitudes of halachas that could technically be taught. One nice thing is that these days there is um, these like cartoons or articles in the different magazines, the children's magazines that do talk about different interesting cases. So that's, that's actually a huge step forward. It does help to make more awareness of that we do need to be aware of, of halacha and we have to ask, at least ask, you know, at least assume. The... The Chavetz Chaim, it's told, when he was younger, uh, he bought a cow to generate income. And he had very, very particular specifications for this cow. He, could, he refused to buy a cow that had horns, because Chas Shalom it might hurt someone, it gore someone with its horns. And after he located such a cow, he would check and double-check constantly that his cow was locked up properly so it wouldn't Chas Shalom eat someone else's grass, uh, trample someone else's things, and be mazik. And there was a time that the Chavetz Chaim had to be in a different city. And he approached a merchant who was heading towards Radin. And he asked him, please take this letter to my wife and give this to my wife immediately when you arrive, the beginning of the day, before you go to any of your business. And if you don't, it's pointless. You have to give it to her right away. So the man agreed. You know, the Chavetz Chaim asked him, must be very urgent. So he, he uh, got very curious and did something which you're actually not allowed to do. But he opened the letter to see what it said. And all the letter said was that today is the market day and many of the non-Jews are going to come to sell their wares in the market. Make sure our cow is locked, locked up because even if it just licks something of a non-Jew, uh, non-Jews, the Allah is, they're makbid even on a pachas mishavaputa, even on a less than uh, 25 cents, they don't forgive. And we're, we're going to be gazlanim, we'll be uh, stealing from them. So be very, very careful to keep it locked up. I don't want to be a gazlan. This was the chaf, one of the chafetz, I mean, it's not as well known, but the Chavetz Chaim was equally as makbid, <laughs> meaning to say he made it his life's work to be careful about stealing, 
as he was about Shemir Halashin, if not more so. Um, and uh, there's a number, a number of stories about it. One, one I heard from the grandson of the Chavetz Chaim. Uh, he's not alive anymore, of his ex. And he said that his mother told him that when he was a baby, or was two years, one years old, two years old, he sat on the Chavetz Chaim's lap, and the Chavetz Chaim stroked his hand, and he said, ah, a hand that's never stolen anything. <laughs> so it was, it was a, a big, uh, a, a, a very core issue in Chinuch uh, for the Chavetz Chaim, and he did really, he wrote a sefer about it, Abbas Chaim said many of it, much of the sefer Abbas Chaim said deals with these financial halachas. So, it's something that we have, Jews do have a way of conducting business that's uniquely Jewish and uh, uniquely honest and above and beyond the levels of honesty. The same way, you know, when you're on a plane and the, 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 the stewardess asks you, do you want a meal? And you ask, is it kosher? And she says, no. She says, no. She says, you really? You won't eat it if it's not kosher, even though there's nothing else? <laughs> She's like, that's radical. You're not going to eat it. I understand if it's there, you'll eat it, but you're not going to eat it if it's not kosher. So it should be the same thing in the way we do business. It should appear radical to other people, non, non, non-religious or non-Jewish people. And uh, if we would actually keep Shulchan Aruch the way it's meant to be, it would appear that way. So that's a very important thing for us to think about and try to see how we can teach it. Uh, teach it, teach it to ourselves, and teach it to our children. Have a good night and a good Shabbos.